magical place we could go. So close your eyes and make a wish for the skies with the angriest, flappiest birds and the seas with ridiculous fish. The Dutch Arcade Show is here again. Hey guys, what is up? And welcome to the Touch Arcade Show, episode number 568. Ugh. A lot of numbers. Uh, a lot of numbers. Friday the 13th, spooky things are happening. Ooh. There's planes flying overhead. The spooky episode. Spooky episode. Uh, and yeah, I've uh, got an injured dog that is a real handful. Now we got one of our dogs is limping. And uh, mm-hmm. it's just really weird because like this, uh, so our dog is like such a baby when it comes to like any kind of pain, like, mm-hmm. uh, but he's limping, but not responding to like us, like squeezing his leg or moving his yeah. leg or uh, yeah. so it's like a complete mystery. And he only limps some of the time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, of course, taking him to the vet and he's walking normal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. I don't know. Who needs dogs? Them? I'm just going to build dogs a drama. Launch this dog into the sun. That's fine too. Uh, yeah, I, my dog was getting all squirrely right before we started recording. So I was like, okay, I got to take him out because he's been, I don't remember if I talked about this on the show, but he's been injured yeah. and uh, been How's recovering. And we, we got him a crate for our bedroom. It's nice and quiet and dark and a good place to chill and relax. Most of the time, he does okay with it. Because we hadn't really crate trained him since he was a puppy. And if we leave the house or something, we'd just leave him out and about in the house. Um, I think that's what led to him getting injured because the mailman shows up and he goes hog wild and jumps on furniture. And I think he just had a bad crash and messed up his back. But um, So now we put him in the crate if we're going to leave the house or something. Or since he's still recovering, we kind of leave him in there as much as we can throughout the day. Except for like eating and going potty and stuff. And so I had him in there, but we had a, we were landscaping our front yard and that dude was here all morning doing stuff and making noise. And he just wouldn't stop barking from his crate. So I was like, well, I'm going to bring him in here. He can chill on the bed while we record. That wasn't working out. And now he's back in his crate. Now I hear him barking. Um, I'm having a real landscaping adventure at my house. Um, yeah. So we've got this like, so our neighbors to the right and to the left of us uh, have very nice landscaping up mm-hmm. against the road right and ours mm-hmm, looks like mm-hmm. shit it's always looked mm-hmm. like shit mm-hmm. um it's like this i don't know like rock installation that i'm sure looked like really good when it was first put in but like mm-hmm. the weed barrier has failed mm-hmm. um and there's like nothing that i can do to convince the weeds to not grow there um yeah. and the problem is it's on a pretty severe slope so i was like mm-hmm. well, i don't want to like spray roundup or whatever on there because the next time it rains it's gonna roll down the hill into like my yard you know which seems bad Mm -hmm. so i've been um i got this like uh garden torch thing that i've just been Mm -hmm. you know burning burning the weeds with which is pretty cool i mean it works okay that sounds fun but i don't know it's so i was like you know what i'm gonna pick up all these fucking rocks and i'm gonna like redo this right yeah thinking that because like most of the time people do like ornamental stuff with rocks it's like rocks are expensive and they're heavy right so you get like Mm -hmm. the minimal 
whatever the smallest amount of rocks is to like cover the area that you're mm-hmm. trying mm-hmm. to do this with. That is not the case here. So I like started and I got like a good day's work in like last Saturday. I messed with this mm-hmm. like all day long and got like maybe a quarter of the way through picking up. And now it's like I've done so much. It's not like I can be like, all right, well, fuck this. Like stop. I'm just going to yeah. put it back. Like, because <laughs> yeah. it is. Well, like, it's nice you have so much rock though. To I know. Well, now I'm thinking like, man, do I like just do something different here and like use this rock for like something else? Because mm-hmm. it is shocking how deep the river rocks are that are that make up this wacky like what size river rock like softball baseball size they range from like basketball size to like baseball size wow that's some nice stuff yeah i mean so it's it's not like i'm gonna be like all right well let me i mean first of all i don't even know how i would get rid of this many rocks Mm -hmm. i wanted to but like you know it's expensive i guess build a cobblestone wall around your house yeah, I don't know. I just need to I just need to get it all up and like really, yeah. really uh just like fix the underlayment and mm-hmm. go from there, but really bit off. Just uh cover it all with asphalt. I mean, yeah, that's not the worst plan. Just have a black yard. Just a, a black tarred yard. Yeah, tar. <laughs> um yeah, that's cool. I uh we're doing a real simple, I mean, we did all our house renovation stuff and we don't have like, I don't know. We really, we, we put a fence around our front yard, which was a big deal because we want the kids to have somewhere to play. Cause our backyard is all pool and all concrete. And so we're like front yard. We just want to be a fence and as much grass as possible and like minimal plants and decorations and things like that. Nothing crazy. And, um, so that's like what we're doing. And, uh, I had a lady, I had to re-roof my, overhang for like my patio and so we tore off all the old roof and threw it in the driveway and it was way more than i thought i was like oh this will fit in my garbage can and no it did not it was a lot <laughs> and so i throw it all in the driveway in a big pile of all this old roofing and we're just oh, focused on putting the new stuff on and then um me and a couple of my buddies that were helping me i don't know we're here this like faint voice it's like hello hello and i finally realized they're at the side gate and somebody's in my driveway and so I'm like, oh, great. And so I go out there and it's this little old lady and she's like, oh, would you mind if I take this roofing? And I'm like, all this old roofing I just ripped off my roof that's bad and from like the 60s. Why? <laughs> and she was like, she said she uses it like other people use cardboard and like gardening to keep like weeds from growing. Oh, and she's like, the roofing works really well because it doesn't decompose like cardboard eventually will disintegrate well, and then we don't go through it yeah so so but i've read like all kinds of different takes on this because like mm-hmm. people are saying that like the reason you use cardboard is because it's uh permeable to water mm-hmm. and like that makes sense to me roofing if, is not yeah because because originally i was like well shit i'm gonna put like pond liner under these rocks like whatever the mm-hmm. thickest plastic i can buy is mm-hmm, is what i'm mm-hmm. gonna put under these rocks and just prevent anything from growing through this but then all the water will just sheet down <laughs> yeah and that, that was what everyone was saying it was like well the soil the problem is like the soil under it'll get all messed up because it's like not mm-hmm. getting exposed to water and yeah. then uh yeah just like we'll sheet off of it and like mm. wash stuff away that yeah you know, i don't know well i don't know she's a i she lives down the street from me and i've walked by her house a million times and she's um one of those ladies that has like a very eclectic yard of stuff going on oh, and so it's kind of like not a very surprised. sacramento thing yeah 
to have wacky but she ads, had, it seems like. I mean, I was when I realized I had that much roofing, I was like, oh great, now I gotta pay for a dump run and blah blah blah. And she like jammed it all in her Prius and took almost all of it. The rest of it fit in my garbage can. I was like, cool. Weird. Um, but anyway, she was pointing out my yard at the time, which was it had just had the fence put in and it was still all dirt. And so she was like, Oh yeah, we've been watching your house over the last year get remodeled and stuff. And I was like, yeah, we're finally doing the yard or whatever. And she's like, oh, good. You're going to do some drought tolerant landscaping. And I was like, nope, <laughs> I'm going to do as much grass as I possibly can with sprinklers that run all the time because uh, and she was just like, oh, like you know what? Not for me. That drought tolerant landscaping looks really nice when it's new, just like you were saying with your rock stuff. And then people let it get overgrown and it gets crazy. But uh, also kids can't play on a bunch of like river rock. I mean. You could, but it's not as fun as grass. So, yeah. so yeah, I'm a yeah. bad person, and I put lawn in my front yard. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. I pay Julie, for my water, so screw Julie it. Julie from Macromers is putting in some really elaborate rain garden right now. I was talking to her about it. it sounds cool. But... Really? If it was just me and Pam, I probably would do something way more simple that doesn't need any maintenance or mowing or any of that stuff. But really, for the kids to have somewhere to play. And yeah. it's it's shocking. Once we put the fence up, it really made me realize, like, holy crap, our front yard is really big. Like, it's a lot of usable space because they're used to playing in our backyard, which once you we have a pool fence up. So once you bisect the yard that way, it's very little space and they make the mm -hmm. best of it with like their, you know, little plastic cars and stuff. But uh, now that we have this front yard, it's like, holy moly, you guys can run around like crazy out there. So, yeah, very exciting. <laughs> Yeah, that's very cool. I'm so happy I own a house and you deal with all this dumb bullshit instead of mm -hmm. dumb <laughs> bullshit never ends. Sort of someone's else problem. Yeah. Um, so I've been in like uh, a funk lately of trying to figure out what to play next. I'm mm -hmm. Dave uh, the Diver, are you spent on it? I don't know. I kind of hit a point where just like um, system bloat kind of mm. like just, I don't know. Like, see, you. You reach a point where you start managing like a, a f uh, like a fish farm, I guess, and then a mm -hmm. like also like terrestrial like dirt farm for mm -hmm. plants and things. And it's just like this the cycle now it is just like long enough that it's like, oh man, like I, I don't want to I want to do all this all these chores to like mm -hmm. explore yeah. a little bit deeper in the ocean, like the. Yeah. The exploration part and the kind of like metroidvania aspects are what's interesting to me in mm -hmm. this game and like the rest of it like running the restaurant and everything else is just kind of turned into like a, a means to make money to upgrade my guy mm -hmm. but it's just like fuck man managing the fish farm and the real farm and the restaurant mm -hmm. and your restaurant staff and yeah it's just kind of turned into a lot so then i was like well you know what um the no man's sky has gotten updated a shitload since i played it last and i tried to mm -hmm. get back into that but it's like man i don't even remember what i was doing last and mm -hmm. my stupid speaking of got, systems like, that's a game that i could not wrap my head around oh that's There's really so good much going on it's just like uh, at my my save uh, so uh, then i was like well maybe i'll just start over because there's so much new stuff that mm -hmm. would be cool to kind of like experience like the next time around and then I don't know. That was like, man, my fucking saves got like 60 hours on it. I don't want to like, yeah. it's like the exact same uh, problem I ran into with like Stardew Valley where it's like, yeah. oh man, they had all this cool stuff. I have no idea what where I was, was doing I? in this game. Mm -hmm. That happens um, to me so much. 
and then you know again my save game's got like 50 hours on it and i'm like well yeah. i'm not gonna like replay 50 hours worth of shit to yeah experience yeah. like the new dungeon level or whatever else so i just look at that as like we've talked about this before but i'm i'm kind of ready to replay stardew valley so i think i'll do it on the steam deck or something but like that it's been a couple of years since we were playing it heavy on the switch and so i feel like i'm ready to start over if that's what needs to happen but jumping back into my old save i would have no idea what's going well, you on i don't remember anything like the joja mart route which i guess mm -hmm. is completely different from um yeah like doing the normal farm because you're not, not i guess i don't know it's, it's just different i don't really know what's yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah um yeah. so yeah i don't know and well, <laughs> Warcraft Rumble, eh. Kind of turned out of that, too. Kind of turned out of that. Oh, speaking yeah. of Stardew Valley, they, um, tickets today went up for sale for their, um, they're doing a limited, I don't know if you saw this or not, they did a, they're they doing a limited, uh, like, uh, orchestra tour of mm. mm -hmm. them just playing the game soundtrack with, like, um, you know, whatever traveling orchestra or local orchestra, I guess there is, because the one in Chicago mm -hmm. I was looking at was, um, uh, played by the Chicago Symphony Orchestra, actually mm. the same venue that I saw uh, them play the Undertale soundtrack. Mm -hmm. about, I don't know, five years ago now, maybe four years ago, mm -hmm. whatever that was. Mm -hmm. um, that. It was super cool, and I was like, "Oh man, like you know, this not playing close to us, but I could definitely mm -hmm. turn this into a cool little short weekend trip to yeah. go see it because that the Undertale thing was so cool." uh tickets sold out literally instantly today wow really it was wow. crazy yeah i was like um it, it went up at like i don't remember like 10 a.m or something like that and it was like one of those mm -hmm. things where it was like uh i was all ready to go i had the mm -hmm. website open it was mm -hmm. refreshing it refreshing it refreshing it 10 o'clock hit and then it just like didn't load until it said they were sold out wow <laughs> so sucks. i don't know that's I, also kind of unexpected to me yeah, it makes me wonder if they're not going to do like additional nights. I feel like they did that mm -hmm. with the Undertale thing once they saw the initial demand was like through the roof. They opened a couple more nights in each city, mm -hmm. but yeah, know, we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah, um, it was just like one of these things where I did, did not expect this to be like no. a, a doorbuster. Oh, you didn't yeah. refresh at the exact right millisecond. Too bad, so yeah. sad kind of thing. Yeah, that's wild. Um, so I don't know. Uh, so speaking of games playing, I've been meaning to talk about this for a couple of weeks, but uh, the I had been playing. Let's see. So we finished Skyward Sword, right? Me and my son. And oh, really? um, we weren't sure what to play next. And he wanted to play a Mario game. And so I was like, all right, Mario 64. So boom, we started playing Mario 64, which I have the I think it's on the Switch, like the N64 app. But I, I have that Mario that like limited Mario release that has. 64 sunshine and mario galaxy on it and um so i played through that which is like nice it's like higher res and stuff like that but we we got really into mario and we're playing that for a while and that was really fun i've replayed mario many 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 times but not i can't remember the last time i completed it right like i usually get like 40 stars in and peter out or, or whatever so i've like played the first like many levels of it over and over over the years but not like the later levels and not actually beat it in quite a while so we played it and he was like all hyped up when we did the first bowser fight he thought that was so cool so the entire time he kept being like when do we get to fight bowser again and i'm like well we need 30 stars to open this door and we need 70 stars did you see galaxy or odyssey 64 oh 64. 64 oh wow okay. so um 
so yeah, that was kind of fun. Like we were going through and and collecting enough stars just to get to the Bowser fights because he was getting such a kick out of them. Um, and then so yeah, we get seventy and we do the final Bowser fight and we like beat the game and that was really fun. And then I'm like, all right, you know, there's like fifty more stars. We can go through all these other levels and find all the ones we miss and stuff like that. And he's like, no, I'm good. I'm done. I don't really want to play this anymore. And I was like, oh, really? I was looking forward to going and like getting every star, but. Hmm. So after we beat Mario 64, he was like, I want to play Zelda again. And I'm like, okay, well, right now on the Switch, you know, our options are, and I went to um, Ocarina of Time because that's in the N64 app too. And so I was sort of like not sure how he'd react to it because it's pretty dated looking. Yeah, Um, is there any kind of... uh like up res textures or anything or is it straight it does not appear so it seems like it's pretty straight up as it is um or as it was i guess you know i wonder if definitely texture wise i i think maybe some of the like um polygon characters might be higher res or something like that but it's weird because when you go into like the castle town it's like fixed camera, like pre-rendered backgrounds, like a Resident Evil game or something. Hmm. And you really notice how low res everything is then. Because then you're just this bright, sharp little character running through a blurry background of like a, a church and stuff. Um, the rest of the game is is not so bad, but the textures are definitely lower res. But it's it's not too crazy. He, he thought it was fine. Um, he got a really big kick out of being Child Link for a while. And I'm like, we get to the point where you grow into adult link and he was like blown away by all that. Now he's all excited to be adult link. And well, um, it's probably too late now if you're in, well, I guess it depends how far into it you are, but there is mm-hmm. a, um, a PC remake, a fan made. Mm, yeah. 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 No, this it's I switch only. Cause it's like, I, I can I have the dock set up on the TV and stuff, and I'm not trying to like dock the Steam Deck or anything weird like that. You could. I mean, I probably could, but this and you is probably just, could even use the. Do you have the N64 controller for the Switch? No, That's... but I have the 8-bit do oh. 8-bit do one that works with PC and stuff too. But yeah, I don't know. This is fine. We're we're 20 hours in or something. 15 to 20 hours oh, in yeah, already. Yeah, I'm probably not going to turn back. We. We made it through all the childhood stuff, and now we just beat the Forest Temple, which is the first temple you fight um, through as an adult. And now we're like halfway through the Fire Temple. Um, he's still getting a kick out of it. It's cool. But I, I, it's making me want to replay it. I'll, I might play that fan one um, that's all up and stuff on my Steam Deck by myself separately. Uh, <laughs> good good news on... or. Uh... Good luck on trying to find a way to download it because it seems like Nintendo is like turbo yeah. fuck this into the Stone Age. That's not surprising. Well, yeah. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I'm I'm psyched he he's enjoying this one. I'm really hoping that they release um Wind Waker would be killer if they released Wind Waker HD on Switch. I would buy that in a second. Um, but I'm kind of thinking about the time we're going to be done um, with this. We'll jump back to a Mario because the new Mario will be out. Mario Wonder. Well, and so that looks awesome. You should check what kind of difficulty settings Mario Wonder has, uh, because like the thing with Mario Odyssey that I thought was really impressive was you could basically like turn it to uh, kid mode or I don't remember. It was like yeah, some yeah, 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 name where it was like mm-hmm. you basically can't die. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, th- I, I thought like that the... game was outstanding. I love Mario Odyssey, but 
I, I think you would get a kick out of that too. I was trying to start um because we did so we beat Mario 64 and we actually played Sunshine for a few uh a little bit first and we didn't get super far into it, but we got um maybe I don't know 10 or 15 of the the stars in that game or the shines or whatever. We got far enough to like get going. Um and he didn't really like it for some reason. And I was like, I've always been like a Mario Sunshine defender because it gets a lot of hate over the years. Um, but I haven't played it since the GameCube. But on the GameCube, I remember loving it and thinking it was awesome and always being so surprised people didn't like it. Um, and now being older and I I don't know, whatever the case, I playing it through it now, I was sort of like, I kind of get is- it now. Like this game isn't that fun. I'm just like um, a little like people wanted like Mario 64 2, I think. Right, 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 right. And Mario Sunshine was just like a little wacky. Well, I remember really liking the water pack and like squirting things and stuff. I thought that was so cool. But like, um, I don't know, maybe it's just the modern controls, too. It just mm-hmm. feels all very clunky. Like I've I've had a lot of not pleasant times with just trying to figure out the controls to do really simple things in that game. Yeah, that's, um, that's kind of the trick with these early 3D games is like mm-hmm. um, you like so I, I was actually just farting around on my uh, Miu Mini Plus with uh, Tomb mm-hmm. Raider on the PlayStation. Mm-hmm. And first of all, the game, it was like, shocking how bad it looks now. Yeah, because I remember that shit just like fucking blew my mind. Yeah, no, it's ass and it runs at like 25 frames a second. Or yeah, something, not, not even and like it's probably even worse <laughs> on the emulator. But I don't know. But like, um. I think that the the problem with revisiting a lot of these things now is that like 3D camera control has just like gotten so much better. Yeah. yeah. That like what was acceptable back or, or you know like arguably better than acceptable. I mean Super Mario 64 was like really kind of magical with how yeah. well the camera worked. Um but I mean compared to any modern game now it's like oh this this is kind of clunky and like I mean you just get stuff. used to being able to move the camera where you need it to at any time, right? And I had, I had that problem with Skyward Sword too, which is actually a new-ish game compared to these other ones that you had to get really kind of funky to be able to control the camera and stuff. And then Mario 64 is like, you have a few preset options and sometimes not they're not ideal. Yeah. And so I in that situation, when you're trying to do some tricky 3D platforming stuff, you need to see like where you are in the 3D space and you can't always do that. And Mario 64 seems kind of worse um, with that stuff too, or Mario Sunshine, but um, still fun. I still, I wished he was more into it because I wanted to play through the whole thing. And I'm, that's another one I might do on my Steam Deck with one of the up-resed versions that has like a, a remap control scheme that the community made or something like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, so Mario then, uh, Odyssey, I looked it up. So you get, uh, it's called assist mode. You get yeah. uh, double health by default. Uh-huh. Um and you heal just by standing. So if you don't take damage, oh, cool. you heal back up to full. And if you yeah. fall into any of the hazards, you will float back up to mm-hmm. where you were before. Mm-hmm. And then um in any kind of like story mode thing, the arrows will tell you exactly where to go. Mm-hmm. And, and you know you can't drown in water or whatever. Yeah. So you mm-hmm. gotta try since it sounds like you gotta try pretty hard to die or get yeah. lost or anything. That might be a good thing for him to get his he's not good at controlling games. He just watches right now. Um, but I, I'm we're having fun with Ocarina of Time. I think I don't know to play Majora's Mask right after this or not. I think he might be weirded out by it. 
um he gets yeah, a little spooked it, it, out by some of the stuff like i feel like the mature's mask is also uh I, I, kind of a hard game i would think it'd be a hard game to kind of like wrap your head around with but the, yeah like i don't think you'd understand stuff. what was happening yeah because yeah, like, like yeah, why uh, is the world keep ending <laughs> yeah yeah versus like okay we're going to this temple now okay cool now we're yeah. going to this temple it's like oh no all right we gotta start the clock over again and yeah, yeah. do things different it's a little complicated but um and then speaking of me me you mini real quick um the game i've been playing on mine lately is circle of the moon the castlevania circle of the moon from game Boy oh Advance. man that game is so fucking good so good and uh it was funny because I I think I tried to replay it on my RG three fifty one or something and um couldn't get into it like I don't know why for whatever reason now it didn't take that long to get sucked in to like uncovering parts of the map getting new gear blah 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 like it's it's so good and I don't think I've replayed that since it came out on the GBA so um I'm digging like the whole card system and stuff and that but also I was just playing it because I want to play all three of the gba castlevanias and that's oh, like um, the weakest of them Harm- so, really no way dude i thought yeah. that um what is Ask it Harm- harmony of dissonance or whatever Harmony of dissonance is probably maybe the weakest aria of I sorrow one, i think I is that the, sucked yeah uh, the, i liked all three of them i played and beat all three of them back in the day <clears throat> aria of sorrow is one where you're collecting like souls right to enhance yeah. your dude yeah that one was great uh, Circle of the Moon was very good, and I thought Harmony of Dissonance was mediocre at best. I don't remember them enough to really judge, but I'm having a lot of fun in this one. Um, and uh, it's a really good Miu mini game because you can just stop. Uh, <laughs> it took me a while to, to remember this, but I was like, oh, I can do save states because I was like getting destroyed by this boss for whatever reason, and then the the save point was like. I don't know, oh, a brutal. bunch of rooms back. Yeah, so every place. time I died, yeah, I had to like go through all the same stuff over yeah. again. It was so annoying. And then I was like, oh, wait, we have save states. I can just save scum my way through this because I'm old now and, and can justify this. Um, But yeah, it's just a it's a good one. And then I recently learned via Reddit that you can get um the DS emulator running on the Miu Mini and it's not bad. Like somebody actually compiled a list of like the the games that work the best on it really um man i would mostly... buy uh i would buy a, a emulation gizmo that just like it has the form factor and touchscreen for the ds like I know, no hesitation right? well they uh i mean yeah i guess you could buy a ds but i don't know how hard that is anymore i still have my 3ds which i at one point will uh mod or hack or whatever um to get custom firmware just so i can keep all those games but um yeah, the uh, Miu Mini, I guess, can run a lot of DS games well. Not all of them, for sure. And then anything that really uses the touchscreen a lot, it doesn't work well. But um, there's a way to like map to switch screens real quick if you want. And uh, you can uh, emulate the touchscreen stuff with like a cursor and a, a D-pad or something like that. I don't know. It sounded pretty wild, but somebody on Reddit actually went through and like tried everything and then compiled a list of like what works the best. Um, and it's got a lot of bangers on it. So I was like, dang, that's kind of cool. I mean, the DS wasn't too far beyond a GBA, like power wise, if I remember correctly. Um, so I could see that it like could emulate it. Well, it's really just the two screens and touchscreen stuff that is, gets tricky. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, when I first played circle of the moon, 
back mm-hmm. in the day. I, I had mm-hmm. no idea. I might have bought it used, so I didn't get the instructions. I don't know. But like, mm-hmm. um, I didn't understand the card system at all. Mm-hmm. I, I had like one that you got at like mm-hmm. the beginning and like mm-hmm. didn't know Never where... Never changed anything. Well, I didn't know where you got them because like I wasn't... Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't like grinding anything. Like mm-hmm. like a lot of the cards are like 1% drop rate from like very yeah. specific monsters and stuff. Yeah. And yeah. I wasn't paying attention to it at all. I thought they were just like totally random or you like got them yeah. from bosses or something yeah. else like that. And I played through the whole game and was like, man, this was good, but it was just like wildly difficult. <laughs> yeah. And then <laughs> discovered it was like, oh, there's this whole like magic system that I just like opted yeah. not to use at all. That's kind of cool that you made it through the game without it, though. <laughs> yeah, I guess, but you hard moded yourself. But yeah, accidentally. Um... <laughs> but anyway, yeah, been having fun playing old games. Because yeah, and, isn't uh... isn't the way it works? Is like there's like a like a card that like uh, attaches to like an action, and then like an ability goes with it. So it's like a card would modify your whip, and then if you attached like a fire card to that, it would make like your whip like a fire whip or something goofy like that yeah i don't remember exactly because i don't have enough cards yet but um it's something like that yeah i don't really remember Um, i think there's ones that are like permanent like always on upgrades and then there's ones that specifically give you abilities for your like attacks and stuff but and that game came out um that was like in the early days of every single thing in a game was not immediately solved the second it right was released so yeah i can't say for certain when i played through the first time how much i understood the card system either (laughs) i remember i liked finding them and collecting them but yeah it came out in 2001 which would i think it was a launch title really predate a lot of like the different you know like the concept of a wiki and things like that yeah oh yeah like well when i played through it i it was for sure on the og gba with no light or anything like that yeah Um, because i remember how dark it was and that was one of the big complaints with all the reviews which is like not even an issue now with a backlit screen but uh advanced launch titles i i I think that the reason i beat this game was because oh yeah it was a launch title um i don't remember if i bought it on launch i for sure bought tony hawk 2 on launch that was the game i bought with the system and went back to my work and played it at my desk and didn't do my job because i was playing my game boy um, or wait, no, it came out shortly after it wasn't launched at all. But um, mm. I remember it was very this. close to it. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, it was very close. Anyway, go play a Mew Mini. Oh, uh, another thing is, um, they re-released the Mini Mini, uh, the non plus Mini, um, with a different screen. So the original problem and why that original Mew Mini they stopped manufacturing it was they didn't they couldn't get the screen anymore. Um, and so they found a, another supplier of similar screens. And so they started manufacturing the really tiny one again. And, um, it was funny cause I didn't realize it until retro game force released a review on it. And I was like, Oh, wow. And so it was funny to watch his review. Cause I feel like it would exactly mimic my feelings where he's like, you know, I love this thing when it came out because it was so small and pocketable and stuff. But now I've been playing the plus and I'm so used to that, that this thing feels too small. And I'm like, dude, I totally I get see that. that. I feel like I would feel the same way. Like I, I, I don't have my plus on me, but I have my mini mini right here. And it's, um, I, it, the novelty of how small it is, is so awesome. Oh, you have them side by side. Yeah. So, dude, I mean, it's, it's... I'm the tininess of it is rad. 
but yeah, playing on it now, I feel like I would be having a bad time. And I'm so used to the plus and it's so not that much bigger. It still fits in your pocket and stuff. And it's easy to take with you that I, I will would gladly have a more comfortable viewing and like playing experience. It's comfortable, in the, more comfortable in the hand than um the very tiny original mini. So I guess it's cool that they re-released them for people that want them. Um, I guess this the newer screen isn't quite as good as the old one too, which is kind of a bummer, but hmm. they're like 60 bucks. I don't know. Like I would almost say just buy one for the novelty of it, or maybe you play very specific things like that's your Tetris DX only machine when you feel like throwing something in your pocket or whatever. I mean, what I uh, really liked about it was just playing um like turn-based games, you know, like Advance Wars and turn-based games. Yeah, you can play it one like, handed. Like really yeah, well. exactly. Like like one-handed stuff where you're just kind of like like hold it like your phone. I can't give up having Wi-Fi now too. Like I'm so used to being able to um, have like retro treatments and stuff like that. Like I feel like, and over the air updates are just game changers. So um, I, I would find it really hard to go back to the original Mi- Miu Mini. Has your Wi-Fi um, been like weirdly spotty on the uh, Mini Plus? Not that I've noticed. Are, are you running the latest... 4.2 or whatever because I, I, I just, realized i was not i just updated and that solved my problem oh, okay. as i was gonna say because like before it was like it would work or not work and there was like no rhyme or reason as to why uh, my wi-fi always seems solid on that but it was um super annoying that the wi-fi like little um signal strength indicator was over the battery percentage oh. that it was just a bug that was there forever but then I realized every time I was looking up updates, I wasn't on the beta branch. So I wasn't even getting the newest updates anyway. And once I changed over to that, they've actually fixed that problem now, which is nice. But um, yeah, I don't know. I'm I, it's still a beta release, which I think is kind of crazy because at first, uh, I mean, released in March or something, February or March. But I mean, it's a community run thing. You can't really rush people doing this on their spare time for fun, but yeah um what do you think of the miu mini uh what what do people call it the fold or flip or oh it's like a game boy advance sort of yeah flip yeah, or redo. i've been i've been trying to follow the different like subreddits that cover these different uh emulation mm-hmm. gizmos and it's like people can't really figure out if that thing is real or not well um, they posted it so uh i don't know you or somebody else posted it in our discord chat it's and harder. i was like oh I- yeah, and I hadn't seen it before, but then upon further investigation, they had like tweeted out about it in like April or like way earlier this year. And so I was like, oh, this isn't even really like new news. But I think that they just had all the design of it back then. And now they're getting closer to actually manufacturing and releasing it or something like that. I don't know any of the details about like the power of it or anything like that, but I would just expect it's kind of the same as the Miu Mini. It's going to run all the same stuff, but it folds up like a Game Boy Advance, which is very nice. Um, I think I would kill it having the two analog sticks. I don't think those are necessary um, unless yeah, it's going to run anything beyond a, a PlayStation 1. It looks like I they're positioned doubt. like super duper low, too. So you'd like they're the, all the way at the bottom. Yeah, the way you would hold it would be really weird to use them. I mean, that's why I didn't like using the analog sticks on like the the uh PSP Go or Mini or whatever mm. it is, because it was mm-hmm. like just in They're such bad. an awkward spot. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it was irritating because like every game used the analog stick. So it's like mm-hmm. fucking swap it with the goddamn D-pad. Yeah, it was like a slide disc more than an yeah. analog stick. These at least look like analog sticks, but they look like they'll probably touch the screen. And that's annoying to me. But they also just take up room. And for something that only runs PS1 games, there's very few PS1 games that require an analog stick. And the majority of them play fine without one. Like there's a lot of them that if you had an analog stick back in the day, you could use it and it might be nice, but games had to be designed to work with the D-pad too. And so that's why I feel like if you're stopping a PS1, you don't really need an analog stick for anything. That's what I found with my RG351. I never used the analog stick. The only time I ever used it was on the Mario 64 port or whatever, um, which I found was nice. But yeah, beyond that, I don't think the analog sticks are necessary. I'd rather not have them and have a more simple machine, probably much cheaper, and not have the issue of maybe the analog sticks like touching the screen when it's closed and stuff. So, um, have you seen these uh, better shoulder buttons for the Mi Mini? I just, I just, I have, yeah, yeah. I, I'm done, like waffling on these a little bit too, but I don't know. They like they they kind of make it so the what, what would that be? I guess uh, L2 and R2 stick mm-hmm. out a little bit more but mm. i don't know it's, it's if i want to get i, mean, into I think like, they kind of semi solid uh, these are for the original menu mini or the plus no the plus well oh. uh both i think i think they think yeah. they're just 3d printed so because they they sort of they offset the ones on the plus and that's been totally fine for me like it's not great if you have a game that really uses the trigger buttons a lot but for the most part it's fine i don't know yeah i i like things to be as simple as possible with this things like this you know what i mean like um but anyway i don't know yeah I, oh it's, and it's they so... also teased besides the the gba folding thing they teased one that's like a um uh game boy micro style landscape one yeah too. It, but but like the, the the weird thing is like i've seen screenshots of people like talking to the me many people over like whatever uh chinese market they're on yeah. and it's yeah. like i don't I, I can't figure out if like people are just assuming things based on like a weird translation mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. I don't know either. Um, Because like the responses that I've seen anyway from the meme, many people are like, it seems like they don't understand what people are asking. And mm-hmm. um, people are assuming that that means that it's real and coming. And I mean, I don't yeah, know. I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. I They have to be releasing more stuff. They've been so successful with these mini lines. Um, a landscape one makes a lot of sense. I think at this point, I don't know that I would jump ship just to get landscape, even though that's kind of my preferred form factor. But um, I don't know. I just love my plus. I've, I've resisted buying anything new and I've just been really enjoying this and I think I'm good, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, I could, I could see that. Um, and and Bernick's been releasing a lot of cool stuff, but I haven't really been tempted enough to buy it because it seems like most of the newer uh emulation stuff is all like android based and i just like that too yeah i don't know it seems like a layer of complication that is not really necessary for me when i like just want to play game Boy advanced stuff basically right yeah exactly um so we do have uh we have a few emails we could go through if you would like to do that let's go um after our our email fest of last last week or not last week actually we didn't record last week because uh we celebrated our wedding anniversary that weekend and the kids, uh, Pam's parents took the kids. And so they were here Friday earlier than expected. And it just, 
ended up wasn't able to record so mm, no I'll think about that but um okay so this one simply titled discussion is from uh mdk that seems like a hacker alias it says hello i have a few discussion points which i hope you can provide opinions on number one iphone 15 overheating issues do any of you experience it is it, it is difficult to say if it is just a few cases being overblown or if it is a widespread issue and if it's related to the phone or iOS 17. Uh, I've not experienced any of that, but also I don't yeah. think I've run anything too crazy. Yeah, um, I don't know, my maybe phone... when the Resident Evil games come out, I can comment more, but um, yeah, I, I, I haven't don't, had I, any issues with heat. It seemed to me that like, I, I don't, I mean, my phone was like warm the first like few days I had it, but it's like when you get a new iPhone, it like does all sorts of shit in the background to like yeah. re-index all your photos and right. Yeah. everything else so i think if you're like doing something strenuous on your phone and you look at even when you saw it, most of the people complaining about this it seemed like they were like oh well i download the 3d mark torture test ultra yeah right <laughs> and i've been running it for 24 hours straight my phone is super hot you know it yeah. was like it didn't seem like anyone that was just normally using it was having yeah. problems i mean which that was i haven't noticed it being a widespread issue at all yeah. but um yeah, I mean, like I, the, I, I haven't been looking for that either. But like so. the first weekend I had it, like after our, the initial setup, while I was just sitting at my desk charging, like it was, I would say, on the borderline concerning end of warm, maybe. Hmm. Mm -hmm. But again, it's just because like it, it probably was just doing shit in the background. Yeah, it's it, like I, I don't it reanalyzes all your photos and you know. Yeah. Uh, what I should do is like all your up. text messages and you know. Yeah. I should fire up Genshin because that was always a game that made my old phone get warm or hot-ish um, and see how it does with that. I get, I Nothing I've played lately really I think is anything that would make it break a sweat anyway. Yeah. Um, but those, yeah, those Resident Evil ports will be a good test because they're kind of designed specifically for iPhone 15 Pros. So we'll yeah, I, I don't know. I just didn't see anyone that was like, Oh man, I'm playing Marvel Snap and my phone's 180 yeah. degrees. It was like Yeah, I haven't seen much of that either. You know, or like, oh man, I was on the phone and it was it was too hot to hold or whatever. Like it was just Yeah. I don't know. Um, next question is the death of mobile esports. Some years ago, <laughs> games like Arena of Valor and Vainglory seemed to be investing so much in mobile esports, but now they've disappeared completely. And I can't find any recent games with an esports push. Why do you think this is? Um, well, <laughs> It's funny because esports, mobile esports, esports in general. I mean, well, esports in general, yeah. But I would say they are still alive and well outside of the U.S. <laughs> it's something that never took foothold in the U.S. and they tried really hard. Like you can remember all the vainglory competitions and stuff, where it was like not even a hundred people in the theater watching and stuff yeah, like that, yeah. and um, it was a lot of smoke and mirrors to make it seem like the broadcast was like a really exciting event or whatever, and. And companies were not scared to throw money at things trying to make this all take off or whatever. Yeah. Well, shit, um, I remember the the craziest one was the, uh, when they invited me to the Arena of Valor World Championships, mm -hmm. uh, which took place in an empty theater on like mm -hmm. uh, the China. Was it the Chinese theater on the Hollywood Walk of Fame? What it, mm -hmm. I don't remember the mm -hmm. name of the, mm -hmm. the like the one that they do all like, the really yeah. blown out red carpet shit on. Yeah, just the empty theater with people playing on the stage and like all the camera angles were cool. And it was obviously set up to look really cool on stream, but there was, yeah, there was no one there. Yeah. And like the, the crazy thing, I think they were like trying to sell tickets or something like that too. And it was yeah. like, get all these people that were just like walking down the Hollywood 
walk fame being like oh what's going on in there oh uh no i don't want to pay money to i just want to look inside kind of thing like, <laughs> like dude. so bizarre they weren't just like yeah come on in like we'd love to have some for real you know, footage of an audience watching this yeah. or yeah doing anything but i don't yeah. know it's like it's a really weird time where it seemed like everyone had this like shared delusion that like you everything had to be an esport and esports yeah. were marketing so it was like you were just seeing these like enormous expenditures uh just kind of like written off as like oh we're just mar- we're marketing the game but as an right. esport yeah and i just like don't know if that's panned out for anyone other than like counter-strike league of legends right. dota yeah um that's kind of it right like yeah I don't know. I, I mean, I guess can you call like the games done quick stuff in esport? I guess maybe. I don't know. Speedrunning yeah. in general is an esport, but like not, not in the same sense. I don't think. Um, I mean, it it's to me like the real canary in the coal mine was when like uh, Blizzard was dumping infinite money into the Overwatch League. Because remember, like mm-hmm. like what had me kind of jazzed about that was um, they were trying to do like regional teams. Like there was a mm-hmm. Chicago uh overwatch league team and i was like oh this is pretty neat because you know like league of legends i mean i i I still watch league of legends esports and it Mm -hmm. um but it's like you know the the team is basically you you completely miss like the whole like oh this is my local team or right you know i like these guys because they're from here or you know like anything else like that it's like i think all of the league of legends esports teams are just kind of sitting in houses in los angeles you know and yeah right i guess you know them from like twitch or whatever but yeah you know it's not like like oh fuck this is my hometown overwatch yeah. team i gotta follow these guys because like they're yeah. from chicago or whatever it's just like yeah. maybe when's the last time you heard about overwatch league like is that even is that even still a thing you know i think i think it's I think we're past the point of companies trying to make it be a thing and be like, this is the next thing that will take over NBA and MLB and blah, blah, blah. Oh, it's still going Overwatch the League. They had a season this year. So I yeah, I, I it, think but... it still goes on, but it's settled into its niche communities, which I think is fine hmm. and probably how it should have been. But it's never going to be the mainstream thing they want it to be, at least on the US. It's weird because like, you know, there's other esports championships and stuff that take place outside the US where it's like the biggest deal ever it seems like and yeah um i don't know i mean i think it's fine having it just be left to those own communities of those specific games um and i don't think it's ever going to be a sport sport that all of america is like into at least not anytime soon um maybe the right game could come along and do that but i feel like so many of the games that try to be esports are so complicated like call of duty i probably would say has like the biggest sort of like mainstream audience just because so many people play call of duty but it's also easy to understand watching people yeah people. I, but I if you were know. like playing like when we went to um the paradox thing or not the uh the uh what are the dudes that do like uh smite um oh high res the high res thing which we went just for mobile stuff but they had their big um like esports like championship thing for smite there and for paladins too i think um and we sat in the audience for those and watched and like it was fun like the the those fans are into it and um you could feel like the energy and it that was the first time i ever was sort of like okay i kind of get 
there's something yeah, to this yeah. esports thing or whatever because up to that point i was just so cynical because every email i got was like oh my god esports in this cookie run or you know whatever and you're yeah, just like yeah, dude let's yeah. quit trying to make esports a thing um but going to that event i was like oh dang like this fan base in particular is really passionate about it they traveled to this convention specifically for this there's a pretty packed audience here that's all cheering and there's like energy you can feel um i don't know what the hell was going on because i don't really understand like smite but um, uh so i think the the reason that one worked though is because it's like it was like a convention for people that are fans of high-res games like already yeah they were all there just to come to the thing and it just so happened that they like ran esports events at it which is smart yeah and that seems like it makes more sense to me but i don't know i mean they should have maybe they do i don't pay enough attention but if there was some sort of like uh warcraft esports thing happening at blizzcon like that would kind of like make sense like a bunch of people would go see it um yeah they they do world of warcraft arena um but yes, yeah. I mean, you, you really need to know World of Warcraft to watch it. And, right. Yeah. Um, all this other stuff. I mean, but I, I don't see any problem with this being a more niche thing and more geared for fans of the game, the fan existing fan base, really. I don't think it needs to be a mainstream thing. And I think that's why you kind of feel like you don't hear about it anymore. It's just kind of more underground, I guess, or more low key. I guess. I mean, I really wonder what happened to you. I mean, because God, like the the height of esports, it seemed like everyone was investing. I mean, like, I, I don't remember what organization did, but it was like they built this like esports arena in yeah. Texas somewhere. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like one of the one of the big esports like phase or one of these other yeah. organizations. Uh, like, is that even still a thing anymore? Like, I, I think know. the yeah, I think people there are esports arenas still. And um, there's like, you know, specific esports teams have their own like flop houses and stuff or whatever like it's kind of yes. crazy but i I just i'm kind of tuned out of the whole scene so i don't I mean really... the, the the problem really is like other than like league of legends and dota mm-hmm. most of the other games are very difficult to follow if you're not like a expert at that game you know like yeah like you could watch baseball and football and stuff like that and really not know a whole lot other than like right this is how the team gets points the team with the more mm-hmm. points wins you know yeah. Um, and, and that's kind of easier to visualize on like a top down MOBA because it's like, oh, OK, the red people need to get to the blue side. The blue right. people need to get to the red side. This makes sense to me. Like, I don't know what's happening, but it's like that that tracks as opposed to like uh, all the first person stuff is so like particularly like switching between all these different first person viewpoints and stuff, I think is just so mm-hmm. disorienting. If you don't mm-hmm. know the map and everything else, it's just like you're just watching, I don't know. 12 people play a game randomly you know yeah um yeah. <laughs> which is weird but i don't know i don't know it's it's surprising it didn't catch on more to me with how, like how much uh how much money was just being like set on fire to make esports a thing you know mm-hmm. yeah so yeah it's kind of crazy um all right moving on in this email question number three Resident Evil 4, I think many people miss that it is also cross-buy with Mac version. Perhaps this is Apple's incentive to encourage people to buy the Mac version, especially when M3 processors come out with ray tracing. And then the mobile version is then, quote-unquote, free and has cross-save. Yeah, well, Resident Evil 4... So Resident Evil Village is the one that they made a big hoo-ha about, like in last year's thing, or maybe WWDC or whatever. because it was going to be on the Mac and that like was running so good on the Apple Silicon and all this stuff. Um, 
but now with that they've announced those games for mobile too it's funny because resident evil village is not cross by it's its own separate mac version it's already out but when um re4 comes out it's going to be like you know they say in the email it's going to be cross by for everything so i don't know if that's just a case of like they couldn't do it after the fact they're so focused on releasing the game on mac they didn't forward think to have it be a, a single build for the mobile devices too but since re4 hasn't come out yet on mac that they can do that um or if it is like a specific incentive type thing to be like oh look buy re4 and you can also play it on your mac because also your mac is a really great gaming machine um i just wish that these were like higher profile games you know like i know i not i think it's I, fine like uh we'll i the real test i think is going to be that assassin's creed game that's going to launch day and date on mac and iphone yeah, yeah um with other platforms and see how that goes maybe that'll be like a bringing in you know the future of, of things will launch also on mobile at the same time as other consoles and platforms and stuff but yeah see like um, yeah, bringing them. these older games is kind of like yeah, mm-hmm. like if I, if I were them, I would be leaning into the Assassin's Creed stuff a million times more than yeah. any of this Resident Evil stuff because I just like I don't know. It just again, you know, I th- feel like I've said this multiple times when this has come up, but it's just like I, I find it to be hard to believe that there's that many people out there that are, uh, you know, spending so much money on a phone to mm-hmm. play a game that's already out. You know, like yeah. I think there's even less people that are dying to have it on their Mac or any games on their Mac, really, because you probably either have a game console or you're already a PC gamer and have a million Steam games that you're not like trying to play on your Mac anyway. Shit, Counter-Strike 2 came out uh, Mm -hmm. two weeks ago, something like that, maybe more. I don't remember. I have no sense of time anymore, but um, (laughs) the they they were pretty loud about like, yeah, this is we're like Counter-Strike source or uh no uh, contract global offensive csgo was on mac but we're not going to bother with a mac port of counter-strike 2 there's not enough players mm-hmm. which like that's got to be it's not surprising i don't know that's... i mean i think i have i have quite a few games on my mac that i've just downloaded over the years i've never been able to get into the swing of wanting to play on it right because i'd rather just play on my phone or turn on a TV and play my Xbox or something, you know, yeah. or the Switch, right? Like, I've just never had a use case where it's like, God, I wish I could play games on my Mac. Um, and the selection has always been so weird, right? Like, maybe someday there will be more parity where it's like a lot more Steam games are Mac compatible or whatever. But I feel like Apple should just be okay with it not being a gaming platform it's fine yeah. they do so many other things so great and they sell so many macs and people love them for so many different reasons that gaming doesn't really need to be one of them and if there is some gaming on there like that's a nice bonus but i never think they're going to be in a position where it's like you got to get the latest macbook because it's such a good gaming laptop yeah like, i, I mean which is I, it's like such a bummer though because like these new apple chips are like so good at graphics processing and stuff that it just seems like such oh, and a they're so efficient fit, but, compared like... to everything else but I, I feel know. like AMD at least is making tons of strides in that area too, where like gaming laptops are coming out and actually have good battery life and don't burn your lap and stuff. Yeah. But um, I mean, like for me, like, still well ahead in that area. Yeah. I mean, like for me, it's like, well, I can play stuff on my PC and like play like the new cool games as they come out, yeah. or I can play a random smattering of games that are probably already played or 
yeah whatever else on my mac you know it's just like yeah. not very interesting to me yeah um, yeah so i don't know um okay final question there's a lot of questions uh what happened to eli's adventure at the olive garden with eating the pasta pass every day oh. and would you would you do it again <laughs> uh yeah no it turns out olive garden is actually really bad um <laughs> do not recommend. I, I sort of remember when you got the the gold card or whatever it was yeah i mean i definitely like we, we went there enough to like make it worth the money i spent on it like i, I think, think it was it was a like hundred bucks, bucks. Or that, wasn't it and i think we went there like five or six times so like i came yeah. out ahead on it but it was like i don't know man just never like, want to go back well it, it's 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 just interesting that like um like I remember when I was, you know, like the early 2000s or whatever, like Olive Garden was like a nice restaurant, you know, right. like I remember like, <laughs> like going there on like, uh, you know, for like special occasions and stuff and having it feel yeah. fancy and shit. And now it's like, you know, I, you can say the same thing about like, like Red Lobster and like all these mm. other kind of like, like Outback Steakhouse. Like I remember how mm. exotic Outback Steakhouse was when it first right. When yeah. it first came around, it was like, oh, fuck, they have this thing called a blooming onion. Like, I don't know. It's yeah. like Australian <laughs> thing where they like deep fry an onion. It's really good. You got to try it. Um, and now it's just like all of those places are just like very bad or mm -hmm. like mediocre at best and very expensive. So like yeah. it was just kind of one of those things where and, and it seems like fast food has kind of gotten this way in general now. It's like, all right, well, do you want to spend like $25 getting yeah. dinner or lunch or whatever at McDonald's or yeah. do you want to spend just like a little bit more money and go like to an actual like local restaurant where someone like yeah. made this and kind of cares about what they're serving and yeah things like that I, you know I've learned that when it comes to fast food the trick is to get on all the apps because they all have apps and they all came out with app ordering when COVID was a thing and from what I understand now is that's where all the deals are so all the everything's way more expensive if you just go there and go through the drive through. But if you know and you have the app and you're part of their club, um, that's when they have like the normal deals that you used to get all the time, like dollar mini. Yeah, stuff or but man, they're, they're just like gathering so much data. Off oh, of yeah. You. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're subsidizing the price of your meal, I guess. But yeah, I definitely feel like all those mid tier like chain restaurant places that used to be halfway decent have like slid more towards being like fast food, like fast food yeah. without a drive through is what it yeah. feels like. Yeah. Um, I I mean, so. like that, that was what was wild about the Olive Garden thing like that. I hadn't been there, I think for, I don't know, 10 plus years, you know? Yeah. And I'm yeah, like yeah, remembering yeah. like, Oh man, this is going to be such a crazy value because like Olive Garden is yeah. pretty good. I just haven't been there in a long time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it sucks. I don't know if you guys have the spaghetti factory out in your area or if it's a West we coast thing, to, but we used to have one at closed. Oh, really? Well, yeah. So that originated around here, around me. And actually my um, wife's sister used to babysit the son of the people that started Spaghetti Factory. Hmm. And um, so we've like known that family for a long time and had ties to them or whatever. And um, so her parents, they don't have their her parents are from Petaluma and they don't have one there. And so every time they come to Sacramento, that's the only place they want to go is Spaghetti Factory. <laughs> and um, it's always, I'm always like kind of eye rolling. Like they still do know, the, that's like the bread with the garlic butter stuff. That was like, that mm -hmm. was the shit. I remember yeah, their bread is it. Well, that that's the point I'm starting to get to is that um, 
I always kind of roll my eyes like if they wanted to go because they they eat out at chain places all the time and like rave about it. And we're always like, dude, like there's so many better restaurants you could be going to than like BJ's, you know, or whatever. Yeah. So um, not to like knock BJ's or even like Yard House. We've eaten at Yard House so oh, many yeah. times and like they have a lot of good stuff, but like it's for sure like chain restaurant. Yeah. everything supplied through Cisco type stuff and um, compared to like a local restaurant that like actually makes most of its food. Um, and so, yeah, they always want to go to spaghetti factory and always kind of eye roll. And then I always end up being like, damn, that was good. Like I really <laughs> liked that. Uh, so I don't know. I, I feel like snooty sometimes when I get mad at chain restaurant people, but also like, I don't know eat what you, if you like it, if you love BJ's, you love spaghetti factory, like, do your thing like yeah there are probably better places you can go but um i don't know i don't want to feel like the judgmental hipster eater or anything like that but yeah well i mean i don't know at least in our area it's like um like it's a perfect example like uh i don't remember what day it was we were like trying to like we didn't have any food in the house and we were like all right well you know grocery shopping we just go out to eat let's just go out to eat i don't fucking want to mm -hmm get involved mm -hmm. in the whole thing like this is going to be right. annoying it was like friday night or whatever and um but it, i don't know like uh some weird holiday or like for some reason everything was closed near us it might have been a sunday where things are closed all over the place anyway but like i went to uh ruby tuesday which i remember mm. as another restaurant where like i remember mm -hmm. like their salad bar was like world class and like <laughs> the life hack was to like get a loaded baked potato which was like as big as a football mm -hmm. and the salad bar and it was like a feast for like 10 bucks or whatever. Mm -hmm. So we both went there um, and didn't get anything extravagant, you know, like two entrees, mm -hmm. an appetizer, like maybe a beer or two. And mm -hmm. like tip out the door was like fucking $80. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, shit, like, like when we go to like, so our like special occasion restaurant here is just a steakhouse called Connor's that we go to and mm -hmm. like dinner for two there. And I'm talking like, getting you know like steak and like a bunch of like really good shit is like a hundred bucks yeah you know right. so it just like drives me nuts that like we spent basically twenty dollars less for probably like one of the worst meals i've had in recent memory yeah compared to like going to a local restaurant and getting like a you know, bomb ass new york strip steak and, and barely spending more and barely yeah. yeah, barely spending more yeah uh so I yeah know. i agree things are crazy so would not um, do it would not do again would not uh, do again to answer uh, the question yeah uh, would not <laughs> no do again under any circumstance <laughs> um so mdk finishes off saying thank you for your good content and being so willing to let listeners bring up discussion thank you for emailing in that was a lot of discussion generation i would say um so moving on to our next email it is from our friend connor aka seafoam gaming um, who is still continuing to listen to us after just listening to the episode that Sean was on that one time. So that's awesome. We've got a new listener um, that stuck around. Uh, he says, it's been a while continuing to listen. And I mostly figured the thing that popped in my head lately is my stance on the whole analog situation. I kind of oh. don't like the company TBH since my favorite product from them was a mega SG, which I promptly bought solely because it was casually in stock and shipped fast. The pocket sort of appealed to me, but delays, shaky stock windows, software bugs post-launch, and the TurboGrafx Lynx adapter still being MIA years later really soured any desire I had to buy it. FOMO bait color schemes being shadow dropped before said adapters get so much as a proper ETA 
also sucks big time. And their support slash public PR showing is absolutely miserable. I could rant about limited run games all day, but at least I know how to talk to a real human there. Um, analog just seems to try and be cutesy like Apple and thus be near impossible to reach. And at this point, I wouldn't be surprised if they just quietly delay the duo to 2024 or beyond. The Turbo is my favorite system of all time, and having zero hype for their duo is a pretty big tell of how I just do not like the company being so vague and quiet. Yeah. Why well, is it hard for dude. some of these companies to at least give status updates via email? The minute yeah. I can casually nab the TG adapter and the pocket is when I'll buy one from them, just like the SG. Well, so, so here, here's, here's a rant. ideal example of this, right? So uh -huh. looking at my email, um, so original analog pocket order confirmed. December 14th, 2021. Mm -hmm. I email them back. <laughs> like, uh, what timestamp is this? Uh, basically 40 minutes later mm -hmm. after I realized like, like, so basically what I did was I ordered the analog pocket and checked out as quick as I could. And then mm -hmm. went back and was like, oh shit. Like I wish I would have got like the dock, the and, dock case or and like all this yeah. other stupid crap. Um, so I emailed them back and I was like, Hey, uh, you know, real yeah, glad you guys, sold out this is pretty cool uh i have two orders here's order number one order number two they're placed about five minutes apart um you know is there any way that i can have these orders combined to not pay 25 dollars in shipping times two mm -hmm. let me know let me know if it's possible thank you so much uh mm -hmm. so that was december 15th 2021 mm -hmm. march 9th 2022 uh, hi, Eli. We're writing in regards to your requesting to buy new orders. Unfortunately, we cannot do this. We apologize for any convenience. Thanks for waiting three months to hear that. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like I just like I, what in, in what like I don't get me wrong. I get it. It was probably a, a, a busier launch, maybe than right. they expected. I don't know, but like mm -hmm. you know, so I get not not maybe a day, two days, mm -hmm. maybe even into next week to get back mm -hmm. to people that emailed right. But like months, yeah. like yeah. It, it, what reality? Um, oh, wait, I'm sorry. There's there's another email in between. I need to expand this all the way. So January 20th, 2022, they responded, please bear with us while we check this for you. <laughs> so at least they replied. Then, it only took a month. And then it took then, two more months to give you the no. March 9th, they told me no. <laughs> uh, That's so funny. So yeah, but I did like a complete agreement. And like, what's, what's so irritating to me is like, I don't think that, uh, you know, I, I I love the Mini Mini and uh, uh like the Anbernic stuff and um everything else, but like you know, analog hardware is just kind of in a class of its own when it comes to mm -hmm. first of all, like emulation accuracy is second to none because it's hardware emulation, mm -hmm. right? Build mm -hmm. quality's out of this world. Uh, mm -hmm. the screen on the pocket is like iPhone quality, basically. Yeah. Um, and you know, I don't I don't own any of their uh, like console consoles, but mm -hmm. people I know I haven't think they're really cool. Right. Um, but like, fuck, like this, they just as a company are irritating to deal with. And it, mm -hmm. and yeah, and I think it'd be one thing if they were irritating to deal with and it was just like, um, like dealing with the MiU people, right? Where it's like you're talking mm -hmm. through Google Translate and everything else. And it's mm -hmm. like, right, well, I'm getting some fucking toy shipped from China for fifty dollars. Right. Like how right, right. <laughs> how mad can I be? My five hundred dollar right? thing that plays forty year old games. Yeah, uh, well, I can't well, even get the, an answer about a that's question. That's the thing. Like, like these guys are selling a, a extreme premium products at extreme yeah. premium prices. I mean, like yeah. um, a lot of their stuff is 
more expensive than just buying the original hardware and oh yeah doing the it seems like most things have some kind of mod where you can do like an hdmi out or mm -hmm. uh, yeah. other things like that now with fairly simple soldering um mm -hmm. but it's just i don't know it's it's very frustrating and then uh these as we ranted in previous episodes these shenanigans where it's like you still can't buy the regular pocket if you wanted to but we're yeah. gonna tease you with all these limited edition ones just seems yeah really yeah. skeezy to me i'm with you i i feel like if they had been in stock and readily available i probably would have caved on a pocket by now um just to play as like my handheld emulator but then again i don't know that i would be I, the me mini being relatively cheap and, and easier to get i don't know that i would like ever take it anywhere or even really use it because i'd well, be so scared that, to, if i lost it or thing. something to be screwed that's that's the thing it's like you know i've, I've had so now i own two pockets because i'm a total mm -hmm. fucking dipshit you bought a glow in the dark one I, I had to have the limited edition one um <laughs> you can sell but, one to connor yeah maybe um but you know i've had friends of mine yeah, particularly at, so then they did this other special edition that hit me up and I'm like, hey, like, you know, this thing you're going crazy for is it like cool enough to be worth buying one? I was like, well, how much do you care about like hardware accurate emulation? Mm -hmm. Not at all. Okay. How much do you care about like it being kind of cool that like the thing is reconfiguring itself on the fly to mm -hmm. like actually be the processor, like be the hardware that yeah, like the games you're emulating are running? Not at all. Not, not at all. Okay. okay. To buy a fucking Mini Mini experiences. Yeah. Totally. They, I, arguably like even if you do care about these things like the experience of just playing games on the mini mini plus is light years better yeah than the analog pocket with the one caveat being unless you have the physical cartridges that's the thing the cartridge or collector people i feel yeah. the worst for because you finally have a time to like really let those shine and you can't get a hold of one of these things but i don't know yeah, I mean, so the the limited edition uh, analog pockets are selling on eBay still for I don't know, in the looks like in the neighborhood of four hundred bucks, three three fifty to four hundred bucks. Wow. What is, wow. What's the retail price on these? Two fifty. Two fifty, if I remember right. So. Um, yeah, two fifty. I guess that's not that crazy compared two, to something. Two nineteen. Well, so it, with shipping and tax and everything, two seventy out the mm. door. Mm hmm. Um. That's for me wild. anyway our tax rate's kind of high but yeah. um i don't know yeah kind of whack i don't blame anybody that's sort of like i don't know turns their nose up at, at this company for this sort of stuff um because it is kind of whack like i feel like you should get your base product out there and available for people to buy and not do these sort of limited fomo special sprint run things yeah but um you know, it is what it is. It's the, like we said last week or the last episode is is not the only company that does it too. I mean, I, um, I would I would even feel differently about it if it was like, all right, here's the deal. Like we're going to have an analog pocket drop on, you know, whatever date we're mm -hmm. going to have, I don't know, 5,000 regular ones. Yeah. And 500 of like special ones. Yeah. Neon green ones or whatever. Right. Like, yeah. Um, Like then like, like maybe, but like, I don't know. Yeah. Just, the... Or even do a pre-order where it's like, hey, pre-order and it might take till the end of the year to get one or whatever. It might take a year, but you you've got one secured. It's coming, right? Yeah. Instead yeah, of we're, like we're making these as fast as we can, uh, like right. But you know, put it put a deposit down or whatever, you'll get one as soon as we can make it. Basically what Playdate did, but yeah. then 
got hampered also by like COVID and stuff. But yeah. um, anyway, yeah. So thank you, Connor, for continuing to listen and also writing in. And then uh, we have one more email that's a banger to uh, end this this uh, segment on. This comes from Bob Gaming. And he simply asks, more game club games win. Oh, I don't have anything to do with that. So I can't, I don't know. I'm afraid I got some bad news. <laughs> um, game club got bought by take two. So yeah. I don't know that there will be any more game club games. I don't know what their MO is going to be with, with owning that technology and that company. Now they might never release any more game club games. They might just use the tech for their own in-house stuff, yeah. which seems to be like what they're doing. So um, yeah, more game club games win. Maybe never. I can Nobody tell you knows. all the nitty gritty about what I'm doing with my fishing game I'm working on, but I, that's that's 100 of my focus right now. Yeah, fishing, <clears throat> virtual fishing is all Eli cares about. But yeah, you haven't been with Game Club for a couple years Two now or something. Years yeah. now. Yeah, I can say find a link to the Discord because the Discord is super active and uh, they'll answer all your questions there uh i don't Just think kidding. the discord even works anymore <laughs> that's the joke oh. um no yeah no idea what's gonna I, happen i turned the channels off when i got tired of being harassed by the exact same touch arcade trolls that have been bothering me for like 15 years now <laughs> which i'm sure this email is from one of them oh, maybe. <laughs> so thanks i don't know thanks bob gaming um yeah oh I, uh... it is it is actually mm. oh, really? cool. yeah thanks for that <laughs> Um, I, uh, I'll be happy if game club games that got released thus far just continue to exist and work. Right. I mean, that's, like that I, seems to be exactly what's been happening. Yeah. Cause... As long as they don't like muck that up, I'm fine. Cause so many awesome games got re-released through game club over the several years it was, it was going, um, that I'm happy with that. Like it brought back so many classics that I missed, um, and preserved them and made them work again. So like, if that's all that ever comes from that and those keep working, like I'll be happy, but yeah, I mean, I guess the, the upside of the whole thing is that like Apple, Apple arcade is doing the, what is it, Apple arcade plus? So what are they calling the re-releases games? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. this kind or of situations like ridiculous sh- fishing where they like remake a game or yeah. whatever. Yeah. I mean, Apple um, arcade's doing a good job of that kind of stuff. If that's the thing that you're into. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, thank you to everyone that emailed in. If you want to email us, podcast at touchrk.com. We like getting emails and reading hey, so, them. So um, something I, I meant to bring up during our restaurant conversation. So Lindsay and I yes. went to dinner um, a few days ago and we were like trying to figure mm-hmm. out like, um, so in the Chicago area, I, I don't, I don't know if this is a phenomenon in more cities or if it was just really strong in the Chicago area. We had like all these um, like Greek diners more or less, where it was like the place mm-hmm. that they've got the menu that's got like, 50,000 things on it, you know, and oh, you can uh-huh. order anything from like a, an omelet to like chop suey. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and we were talking about how like these, it's so weird how all of these places like always have like the exact same soup as everyone else. And then we got kind of like looking up like uh, food services soup. And it's like, you mm-hmm. can buy uh, basically like these giant fucking bags of soup. Cause we were like talking about mm-hmm. like, this place by our house like always had the best soup, but it was like clearly not made yeah. in house because it was always yeah. just like like too consistent, right? Like mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. uh compared to like all their other food. It was like there's no way that these restaurants have like 
a soup maestro that's putting out like right, 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 perfect right. soup while everything else is like on yeah. the spectrum of like decent to mediocre, right? So that's Cisco, baby. Yeah. So you, you can go like if you search for like food services bulk soup, you can mm-hmm. find like a crazy amount of the shit. And yeah. I've been like been like waffling on buying a eight-pound bag of broccoli cheddar for a while. Because that's it my favorite one, but I don't know. I don't yeah, know if I, I want to spend $136 on a <laughs> giant bag of soup. When I worked at um when I worked at the pizza place and it was like pizza plus like Italian entrees. So tons of pastas and soups and salads and sandwiches. And um yeah, we they had a really tight relationship with Cisco, which is like the food distributor for basically every restaurant ever yeah. made ever. And um I would go to their like regional factory where they had they made stuff there and they stored a lot of stuff there and i'd have to sometimes go pick up something we'd run out of or whatever it's like a 40 minute drive away in the middle of nowhere just is that where you get like the like the can of like tomato sauce that's like that holds like 10 gallons and stuff like that like yeah gigantic canned foods of of stuff but um yeah i don't know it's like hard to hate on it because a lot of their stuff was super good and like the soups were some of my favorites there was like a chicken dumpling tortilla soup like um probably that broccoli cheddar is on their menu here uh, look just at, so many really good soups send this to you on discord look at this uh look at this link and like the pictures are like oh yeah i've had that exact soup yeah like, it's for cheesy sure cheesy chicken and tortilla like, broccoli cheese these are the exact bags they came in yes oh really all right well they uh, yes big so, long bags like that yeah we would just keep so them in the freezer webstaurantstore.com like restaurant but web instead of re so wow 100 bucks for eight pounds oh four to a case though hmm oh that's honestly that's pretty cheap yeah the <laughs> minestrone um there was like so we would i'm sure a lot of restaurants do this but we would order things from there and sometimes like doctor them a little bit ourselves with something oh, right sure. so like yeah you might buy the tortilla soup but you would add like your own crunchy tortilla chips to it or you'd add sour cream to it or something like that um so like i don't know you kind of can differentiate it but yeah I feel like it's that episode of The Simpsons where they open the boardwalk and they're like walking by all the food stands. They're like, oh, I don't know where to eat. Everything looks so good. And it, behind the scenes, it's like one stand and yeah. like conveyor belts going to every storefront. It's all the same meal. Um, that's restaurants. Like that is literally how restaurants work. Um, it's kind of crazy. But but yeah, I, I always felt like the quality of food for most of this stuff was actually really good. Um and it's it logistically it always blew my mind that there was like one company that could make this many different items and store them and distribute oh, yeah. them all all across the state and stuff like it's nuts. So total but, um, total shipped weight thirty two point eight pounds of oh my god the broccoli shipping cheese on that. soup for oh my god one hundred and fourteen ninety nine a case is that with shipping that's before shipping I don't know let's try to check out and see what it's dude. Because I feel like shipping 30 pounds of shit, you're going to pay God. pay just as much in shipping as you do for your soup. Also, soup is really easy to make. Just throwing that out there. And you can freeze it. Yeah, but it doesn't uh, come in a giant industrial-sized garbage bag. No. Well, it's a, don't, don't get it twisted. This is probably... The bag is like a little larger than a loaf of bread or something. It's not like a garbage bag. <laughs> oh, it looks, Eight it looks pounds. huge in the picture. Does it? I eight pounds. Those bags were like enough to fill up. Um, I think it was All like right, so uh, yeah, it cost uh forty three dollars to ship one case. Oh my god! Yeah, 
But presumably there would be like a food services place that I can just go locally and be like, yo, give me a queso. Give me a queso. Yeah. I don't think um, Cisco would sell to the public, but um, let's see if Cisco's in Tennessee. Oh, it sure is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Nashville, Knoxville, Memphis. Um, Yeah, like there's like when I look on Google Maps, there's like restaurant supply places mm -hmm. near us, but I don't know if. Maybe it's like one of those things like so I um I have this magnet on the side of my truck that like mm-hmm. makes it look like I'm a construction company and like that mm-hmm. has gotten me like so many crazy ass discounts and stuff. Really? I'm just like yeah, just like pulling up to a place that doesn't sell to the public. Like you have this yeah. plumbing supply store in Knoxville, it doesn't sell to the public. I just yeah. roll up my shitty truck, the magnet on the side. Yeah. Like talk the talk, you gotta tell them like, oh yeah, this is for a real <laughs> this job's turning a real pain in the ass. Like, let me give you the purchase <laughs> order number, all this stuff. Like, do your computer have yeah. a job number? Like, can I can I put that in there for invoicing? And it's like, oh, yeah. okay, all right. You're like, yeah, sure, we can do all that. <laughs> like, don't even ask. Um, right? So I wonder, I wonder if you don't do the same thing with these restaurant supply places. Yeah uh where you walk in and are like oh my god the head chef's gonna have my ass like i i fucked up our last bag of broccoli cheddar soup i need 32 pounds of broccoli cheddar soup right now like like i'm gonna get fired <laughs> if i don't get back in they'd be like oh my god yeah sure like whatever you want um you you know what you should look for is i don't know if you have these out there either but costco business centers do you have those oh, we don't have one of those I, i've always oh, wanted so- to go to one though so we, the Costco business center is like the best kept secret for people because I actually found on my local subreddit, there was like a whole discussion about like, what Costco do you guys like to go to? And we actually travel. We drive like 15, 20 minutes away to a further away Costco because it's more convenient parking wise and stuff like that. Um, the one that's closer to us is just a nightmare. Always doesn't matter time of day or day of week. Um, so we drive out of our way to go to a specific Costco. And every once in a while, when we're taking the kids, especially we'll be like, Oh, we haven't been to this Costco yet. Let's go to that one. It's, you know, so we've, we've kind of like done a tour of every regional Costco within like 30 miles of our house. Cause sometimes it's just a fun thing to do on a Sunday when you got the kids and you want to get out of the house, um, go, go visit a new Costco. But anyway, on the subreddit, they're like, oh yeah, like the, the hidden secret is the Costco business center. They don't have everything that a regular Costco has but they're geared towards businesses and specifically like restaurants and stuff. So you can go there and get like a, a 50 gallon drum of nacho cheese or something. Oh, to really? wow. Like You can get like restaurant styled, like surplus items for, for food stuff. Um, but the, I don't think they have a bakery. I don't think they have a food court or some of those more normal things, but they do have also a lot of normal stuff. So like the money tip was like, Oh, I don't go to any of the regular Costco's if I don't have to. If I just need things I know I can get at the business center, it's way less crowded and it's mm. nobody knows about it. Um that makes and sense. so we have yet to visit ours. But if you just look at like the website for the business center, you can see some of the stuff they have, and it's like, oh shit, like I don't need a pallet of rice, but a restaurant <laughs> might. Um, so I'm looking at the reviews for the local Cisco thing mm-hmm. and it's all like truck drivers who are angry about like the way that their docks mm-hmm. work and stuff like that so yeah i doubt that surprising. i can just roll up in my stupid electric car and be like yeah can i buy a can i, buy I a don't know man like soup, you please? said talk the talk walk the walk get your soup Maybe. i think Maybe. you can do it uh, uh okay i'm i think it's time we wrap this one up this has been a fun discussion i don't think we talked about a mobile game once so <laughs> that's pretty awesome, I guess. Uh, emulation, um, Steam Deck stuff. 
That's true. We um, talked about gaming, so yeah, that counts, right? It's all good. Um, thank you again to the people emailed. If you want to email email us as well, podcast at tetracade.com. Um, and also please check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash tetracade or do all your Amazon shopping through tetracade.com forward slash Amazon. Those two things help keep our site running and our podcast going well into its oh next next podcast will be 569. <laughs> How about mm. that? Um mm. So with all that, thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you on the next episode of the Tetracade Show. See ya.